Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. That's right, it's the finale. Finale! I know who Who I want to take take me home. home. It's Jughead. That's who, yeah. Uh, It's you. (laughs) It's you. Uh, But we are talking about chapter 13 this sweet hereafter. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. (laughs) put a syrup joke in the name. I love you, beautiful people. Yep. Written again by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and directed by Lee Tolan Krieger. Getting back the dream team. (sighs) Finishing strong. Boy, did they. Oh, I should ask. Do you want a sticky maple? (laughs) Should, should I go grab the sticky yeah, maples? Yeah. Uh, if you don't follow us on Twitter, you may not know that Elena invented a special dessert for uh-huh. tonight. It's called the, the sticky, sticky maple. maple. Uh, go check out uh, the post on SoundCloud in the show notes. There will be a link to the recipe. You can make them yourself. They're big old sugar bombs, but they're dang tasty. They're very tasty. Just eat little bits at a time. Don't eat the big one like I did yesterday, because like I, I was shaking from the sugar. It was pretty... They're good. They're good. Uh, also in the notes, there will be a link to a post that uh, Lauren O'Neill, one of our listeners, mm-hmm. who you might remember from our uh, Theories bonus episode, mm-hmm. just had, had a wonderful uh, article about... Betty's fashion design and what it says about her character and what the change in the girl next door character says about American culture. It's really good. Mm -hmm. But with that out of the way, how does this episode start? It starts with a a little bit of a flashback to Clifford Blossom hanging Mm -hmm. in the barn and a voiceover by uh, Jughead Jones saying, talking about the ultimate cliffhanger from Clifford Blossom. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back a little harder, why don't you, Roberto? <laughs> uh, and we, we, we then go into this, like, alternating voiceover between Jughead and Alice as they, like, write about they're, the events that have happened. They're dueling articles. And it's, it's interesting how parallel they are. Like, they're, they're not exactly finishing each other's sentences, yeah. but they're very much on the same page. These aren't alternate interpretations. No, no. And uh, we find out that the maple syrup was indeed cover. A, a heroin trafficking operation. Yes. So... Kind of what I thought, but also slightly disappointed they weren't actually making the drugs out of the maple syrup. But I will take it. I will take it. It's the only reason to keep syrup in barrels. It's because there isn't syrup in the barrels. That one barrel that was tipped over, there was syrup that came out of it. Just a whole lot of really well-packaged heroin. <laughs> so that way the syrup didn't touch so, the heroin. So the the working theory, logical as it is, mm-hmm. is that Jason found out that the family business was actually organized crime. Mm-hmm. He wanted to put an end to it. And that is why uh, Cliff uh, struck him down in the prime of life. Yes. And because the, the this drug trade is happening and drugs mm-hmm. within Riverdale are, like, growing, there must be, uh, you know, dealers, and it must be the serpents, because who else would it be? 
So but all leads are dry. Mustang's <laughs> death was not an accidental overdose or a suicidal one. It was also pinned on Cliff Blossom. Yes. And the planted cash in a uh, Hiram Lodge bag was just more of Cliff Blossom. Yep. Uh, all roads lead to Cliff, and FP is sort of off the hook, but not. Yes, because he's still like you know, messed with a body and a crime scene and stuff. So there's a lot of things they can charge him for. And the sheriff is going after FP because he thinks the serpents are involved with this. So he's he, like, he well, thinks they're the distribution apparatus. Yes. So if you got you, we can make a deal. If you rat people out, we will make sure that we're more lenient on you. Otherwise, if you don't help us, you're getting 20 years. It's, it's a classic deal. Names for time. And FP's like, we don't deal in that stuff. We Just do- dime bags of weed, <laughs> motherfucker. And, uh, meantime, Jughead's in the background of this whole thing. Which seems irresponsible. He's seems a minor. Like, seems a little strange, but he's there. And, uh... Hearing his dad get threatened and his dad saying, no, not going to do that. <laughs> FP ain't no snitch. Uh, then then we go to Archie talking to Fred about how all of his friends are still in, in this. Uh, they're all very involved. He just wants to help them. He wants to be there for them. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> and Fred's just like, yep. <laughs> That's life, kid. That's get life. Get used to it. Uh, which this, I'm wise and fatherly. This, this is very much a theme of this episode for Archie, of where he just wants to, like, help his friends, but he doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, will come up several times. Uh, we find out... And has previously. It's, like, a defining feature of Archie Andrews. Yes, but I feel like it's really, uh, stands out in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that Papa Lodge is going to be coming home at the end of the month. Oh, 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 okay. Well, before this episode came out. Okay. I turned to you and was like, so I've had this theory I've been thinking about all week. Mm -hmm. And I told you what it was. And it turns out you were right. I was exactly right. So. Like, with details. So we're going to get to that when the time comes. But But, but right now, just know that Elena's getting a good pat on the back. I'm very excited. I got something right, which means that my cult in the woods might actually happen one of these days. Season two. Season two. Season two. two. Call in the woods. (laughs) Then we're at the Coopers. And they are the picture-perfect Norman Rockwell home again. Yes, as Betty digs her fingernails into her hands. Harder than ever. Harder than ever as she she watches her family go about everything She's basically got stigmata at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, we... And she's explaining all this to Archie immediately. Yes. And all the stress, and he's like, but isn't that good? Polly's home, and you're all, like, getting along? But it's a lie, Archie. It's a lie. This was a lie that it was before, and it all imploded, and it's just going to happen again. I mean, with everything that happened, going back to it means the lie is only bigger, and so the weight and the stress on Betty is only heavier. Yes. She's going to snap. She's going to lose it. Veronica says to Archie as well uh, that they, now that, you know, things are calming down in like a day later uh we we need to come clean to betty about our relationship it's time to come out of the smooch closet remember the good old days when they smooched in a closet yeah 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 uh and he's just like oh i don't know i don't know about that we shouldn't do that and she's like 
fine. I'll do it like I do everything else, because I'm fabulous. Yes. So uh, Betty and Archie get called into the principal's office with the mayor, because that's just where she hangs out, is in the principal's office. Uh, I think City Hall might be an annex on, like, one wing of the school. This really makes me think Weatherby and the mayor are, like, having a nice time of it. <laughs> What is coming up is the the town jubilee. The 75th anniversary of Riverdale. Wink, and, wink, Archie Comics, get it? And they want to feature Archie and Betty, the the heroes in the town, of the town, Basically as political props. Yes, because you, you worked with the sheriff and you with our office to help uh, bring <laughs> justice to Jason. And they're like, uh... First off, no. no. Second, Jughead? <laughs> Come on. Yes, and they're like, but what? What about Jughead? What about? And they're like, no, well, that's confusing to people, you know, with his father and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they are being complete assholes. We want the handsome, muscular boy and the blonde ponytail with a sweater. Yep, yep. We don't want the weirdo with the hat. <laughs> so then it's lunchtime. Yeah, I think. We, we might have to rewatch the entire season. Oh, woe is me. But I think lunchroom scenes and lounge scenes are mutually exclusive. You can only have one or the other. Yeah. I think, I think, I think they only have room for one of those sets at a time. Uh, so they discuss the Jubilee, and Betty's very upset that they're not, like, telling Jughead to come. And he's like, well, it's not my thing. Kind yeah. of blowing it off. Uh, the drugs in the town come up. And, and Kevin's very concerned about the drugs and just like, chill out. This isn't the wire. Well, have it's you fine. seen Kevin? He looks like he'd be terrified of jaywalking. <laughs> Poor Kevin. Kevin reminds me of your mom every time she reads a news story about a shooting in Chicago that's like eight miles away and two weeks old. I'm really glad she didn't hear about the one that was like a block away. <laughs> I know, right? How'd she miss that one? Hi, mom, if you're listening. There was a shooting like a block away and we're fine and alive. It's fine. But in this scene, Veronica decides to take matters into her own hands and they sort of segue into a truth to come out. Yes. And Veronica stands up all like August Osage County. I have have a a truth truth to tell. tell. (laughs) Sit down, little Charles. Eat the fish, bitch. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's act two. That's That's a different. Little Charles is in that scene. You need to, like, read August Osage County, people. You can... Just, you can watch it, You too. can watch the movie. It's okay. But you need, you owe it to yourself to read it. The eat the, fit, eat the fish bitch scene is great. It is. Uh, little Charles is great. And uh, um, his dad is great. Yeah, them together. The great. one actress I don't know her name of that dates the, little Charles. The middle sister? Yeah. So good. She is amazing. So good. There's wonderful things about that movie. It's just not... Maybe that'll visible. be something we cover in the break time. It's August Osage County. Anyways, back to Riverdale. Uh, so she stands up. She's like, I, speaking of the truth, we, we, uh, Archie and I, no, Archie cuts in. We kissed a couple times. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. And Betty's just like, oh, that's nice. That's, that's good. That's I'm great. I'm glad. That's I mean, yeah. good for you guys. Because she's so happy with uh, Jughead now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's just this look of terror on Archie's face. <laughs> <laughs> that is wonderful. Meanwhile, in the Thornhill barn, 
the, the Blossom ladies are surveying the, the scene of the hanging. Yes. And Mama Blossom's going on about how it should have been the grandest of funerals. But he was buried like a pauper. Actual lines from the show. We are not exaggerating. <laughs> Maybe vocally a bit. A bit. No. No, that's how she talked. Uh, but yeah, she, she's just monologuing, hardly even paying mind to her own daughter about the, the family curse ever since brother killed brother and how we're all fated to die. Who's next? You? Me? Better to go along with it than to just wait for the hammer to fall. Who will the Grim Reaper take next? And Cheryl's crying and she's just like, why are you crying? You hated him. <laughs> like, brutal. Absolutely brutal. Can, can she be next? Can she be the next Blossom to die? So then we go back to the school, mm-hmm. and uh, Archie has to check in with Betty to make sure... Ar- Ar- like, Ar- one-on-one, away Ar- from everybody. Are you okay? Are you okay with this? And she's like, yeah. This is something I absolutely love about this episode, mm-hmm. is that it's not about the mysteries. The mysteries are done, the crime is done, th- it- but it's just about... The teens' relationships. Yeah. It's about these characters and their lives and, like, who killed Jason is a big hook. What What's in the box? Why is there a snake in the box? Yeah. Sure. But at the end of the day, it's about the these four-plus teens navigating their relationships. And, yeah. And I love that they, they committed this huge television event to almost entirely that. Yes. Good job! I loved it. Uh... So yeah, so Archie talks about how Veronica's great, and then he starts to say, like, a little part of me, though, and, like, Betty just cuts him off and is like, we're so lucky, we have these relationships, this is so great. And we're all with our soulmates, Archie. And smile. We're, both of us are just like, shut up, Archie, shut up, Archie, shut up. As soon as they get into these stable pairs, there are immediately cracks. Welcome to high school. (laughs) Yep, yep. Uh, So then we're at the construction site. And uh, Hermione Lodge fired all the serpents, and Fred Andrews is pissed. Because they were good workers, uh-huh. they were loyal, they're not heroin dealers. Yep. Uh, and he's all like, they, they helped us, what are you doing? And she's like, well, well, you know, Hiram's going to be back, and like, we, we, we can't really have them here. And the association, you know, the optics of it all. And then she's like, we want to buy you out of the company, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of like, I don't even remember when she became a partner of the company. <laughs> Honestly, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that <laughs> happened. Just the receptionist. What? Yeah. And he is also very pissed about that as well. But he seems conflicted because like huge lump sum of cash. Good. Yes. Getting out of this fucking mess that the lodges have turned his company into. Yes. Pretty okay. Yeah. But also, like... It's, you know, yeah, it's his name on everything. It's... It's everything he's worked for. Legacy and, and whatnot. Uh, so then we are back at the school, and we have Josie and Archie, um, because Archie's going to be playing with Josie and the Pussycats at the Jubilee. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's complimenting his songs, that he's gotten better, that they're good. But we can't sing them. Set list already got rubber stamped by my mom. Yeah. And your songs are about your friends, and this is about the town. Very much shut down. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, we're with Alice and Betty. 
And Alice is uh, complimenting Betty on the article she wrote mm-hmm. about uh, things going on with FP. About the and this- scapegoating of the serpents. Yes. Yes, and she's like, this is the best thing you've ever written, but we're not going to publish it. Serp goading? Scapepenting? Something like Some, that. I, I should just give up. Uh, and Betty just calls her out that you're you're just as bad as the mayor. You're as bad as everyone else trying to, like, cover this up. You're a bunch of cowards. The truth is out there, and I'm putting it in black and white, mama. And then this is when we find out from Alice that uh, people are apparently attacking the serpents on the south side, and and yeah. they're they're trying to look for someone to blame, and they're blaming them, they, and she's worried that Betty will be a target if she, she... She mentions this vague spike in crime, but it sounds like the crime is just, like, people in leather jackets getting jumped on the street. That's really what it sounds like. <laughs> and I'm like... Maybe we should be writing about that, because that's yeah. a problem. So then we're in the locker room, mm-hmm. and uh, Sh- Veronica is meeting Cheryl, and Cheryl is passing on her position on the cheer team to Veronica. She did win the, the booty shake-off. Yes. After all. <laughs> and is like, here's my shirt. Her they are HBIC all yours. HBIC shirt. Yeah. Are you aware of what HBIC means? No. Oh, okay. It is short for Head Bitch in Charge. Ah! Which is a nickname Tiffany Pollard gave herself, the, the reality TV star, better known as New York from uh, oh, Flavor of Love. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. My roommate in college used to watch a lot of that. <laughs> this is, mm-hmm. I used to know a lot about those things back, back when I had a roommate that wasn't you. <laughs> Veronica's very... Kind of confused about... Because Cheryl is just so stoic. Like, there's not an ulterior motive. She's not being snide or or cruel. No. And she's just very like, yes, this is the way it is. And she makes a comment about how she shed her tears for the Blossom Men. And just, like, (laughs) skips off. Yeah, she seems real fine for someone who just lost half their family in the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, so then Veronica needs to have her one-on-one with Betty <laughs> to be like, are you sure you're okay? Is this okay? She's just like, yes. My God, stop asking me. <laughs> uh, and then we find out that Betty uh, took her article about uh, the serpents and posted it online for the blue and gold. And with it's being published. print edition in the morning. Yeah. And then Polly comes in, mm-hmm. and she all, like, misses the, like, girly time, She misses I guess. girly time. She misses and, gossip. She and, misses homework. And school, because her parents won't let her go back to school. I'm like, let your kid go to school if they want to go to school, especially if they're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Take that motivation while it's there before they have a kid and they, like, don't want to, because they're really busy and tired. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We should put all pregnant people in high school. But, like, Polly didn't finish. <laughs> like, let Polly go try and, you know, yeah. work towards her diploma while she can before she has a screaming child. She's probably so far behind. It's too late. It's not too late. It's never too late. It's never too you late. You can always catch up. It'll just take her a little longer. But she can try. Maybe if she's lucky, she'll have an 18-hour labor, so a lot of time for studying and, and writing essays. She needs to do it now. <laughs> well, she has time. I just mean that's 18 hours. She won't be sleeping. So then uh, Archie and Jughead 
go home to Andrew's house, and there's Fred with a social services worker. Yeah, this and stranger in the kitchen, and, and she says that uh, some things need to change. Mm-hmm. Your father's going to be probably uh, gone for a long time, and your mom is also gone. And uh, so we have this... Uh, we we need to we need to do some things and Archie's like well he can just stay here right everything's but fine. Fred has a DUI on his record from apparently very shortly after Mama Andrews left, and which... also their uh, current and constant financial straits. Yes, so social services is not going to allow Jughead to be there, uh, and so they're like, well, we have this Southside fit. Or foster family all set for you. And this does mean you have to change schools, though, and bum, go to Southside High. This town is not big enough for a second restaurant, but it has a second high school yep. and a nightclub. And I'm very, very confused about where the trailer park is. Like, it's supposed to be Southside, but somehow it's in the Riverdale High School zone. It's in the school of choice uh, uh, school, overlap. Which one you want to go to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you think FP told the truth on that uh, uh, application form? <laughs> what? And uh, so they're like, well, when, when is this going to happen? It's going to happen by the end of the week. Yeah, and like very... now-ish. Here's my idea. Jughead apparently is 17, according to the writers. Mm-hmm. Emancipate! Yeah. You've got your own he's, fucking bachelor pad. You're, you're living in your dad's place now. He's already been on his own for, like, <laughs> at least a year. Just, yeah. Just let him, he's fine. Let him do his thing. So, Archie goes immediately to FP in jail, and is like, you gotta take the deal for Jughead. Uh, they're going to send him... To the south side, they're mm-hmm. going to make a move on with his family. You got to do something. But FP has this this heart to heart and like he's still torn on the decision he needs to make. Yeah. But in the meantime, he knows he can give some advice on how to help out his son. Yeah. And I think FP is never a better dad than when he's in jail. Let's accuse him of all the crimes. <laughs> so he can just So he can never get out and be the best dad he can be. Because he just tells Archie that like you you have to stand by him. Jughead needs people more than he thinks, and he needs, he's gonna, like, try to hide away and pull himself away from people, but you have to be there. You he's have got to a not darkness him. inside him, Arch. He you does. and Betty, you gotta, you gotta hold him tight. And it's just like, oh. Yes, you do. Yes, hold to him, hold him so tight. Don't, don't stop hugging that boy. <laughs> so then, we're back at the cafeteria. And there is a burger! There is a burger! Jughead eats a burger! It is very exciting. It's a school cafeteria burger, But it's still a burger. That was a good-looking school cafeteria burger, though. Yeah, but a not-great-looking any-other-place burger. No, but fine. He ate twice in this episode. He did. And once was a burger. He's clearly very stressed. (laughs) He ate three times in this Three times! Mm-hmm. Because this episode takes place over many, many days. Once, twice, three times a Jughead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Veronica comes and sits with Jughead. She's all like, you know, Jug, we got a lot in common. Oh, Parents our... in jail? <laughs> what? I was going to say we're both dating each other's best friend, but sure. But then uh, Cheryl comes over 
all happy mm-hmm. and is like apologizes she, to Jughead. And she gives him the gift of her deadly nightshade spider brooch. And is all like, you can go pawn this and it'll keep you in burgers and t-shirts for life. Mm-hmm. And and she's just very happy about this. And there's Veronica, something wrong with this. Veronica's girl. like, what? Wronger than usual. What's wrong, Cheryl? And before Cheryl can say anything, Kevin rushes in and is like, we got, we got, come on, come on, come on, we gotta go. There's been an act of vandalism. Yes. Uh, All of the the copies of this blue and gold uh, op-ed, basically, that this expose into the Southside Kristallnacht uh, are, are pasted all over Betty's locker, and on the side is uh, uh, an effigy of Betty being hung, and mm-hmm. scrawled in some red substance is... Go to hell, serpent slut. Which is just what you want to see bright and early Tuesday morning. Yeah, uh, and and she she's going to go like tear it down, and Jughead's like, nope, nope, stop. Nope. He... he well, he's trying to, like, block gets, her. Yeah, he's he gets to, like, in the way of her even seeing it and everyone else in the whole crowd behind. Yes, and then she tries to, to go tear it down, and he, he grabs her as she's like, it's just it's just spray paint. He's like, yeah, it's not, that's not spray paint. Wraps her up in a big, supportive hug. Like, and You're not going to even look at this, nope. this heinous act. So very what a good boy. Very protective. Very protective. Uh, and so then... Um, Archie is, again, freaking out to his dad about everything going on. And this is when we find out that it was written in pig's blood. And he's like, where do you even find pig's blood? And I'm like, there's probably a farm. (laughs) It's where you get bacon. Look, you cannot get maple syrup out of a pig. Why would you farm one? It makes no sense. There's no reason. Where do you think you get maple smoked bacon? Oh my god. They just like feed the pigs maple syrup. This is some like crisper gene splicing bullshit, isn't it? That's where maple bacon comes from. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No. And they just give them a little heroin to make sure they keep eating the syrup so they get really maple-y. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the, the maple distillery of Dr. Moreau. Uh, so then Jughead and Betty are walking and he he starts to get very like down on himself mm-hmm. that as as long as she's with him this type of stuff will continue to happen she'll still be a target uh and like everyone says that he doesn't belong there and mm-hmm. maybe it's true and she's just like no no it's not true and it's this very sweet moment i wrote oh <laughs> It's because first she makes him say that he does belong there, and he does, but then she stops and makes him look her in the eye and mean it without saying anything, just the way she stops and the way she touches his face. Yeah. It's, oh, I love that. She's them. like, I know that you didn't just say that. You said that just for me. Now, now mean it. I love them separately, and I love them together. It's going to kill me when they break them up. It's going to kill I was, me. I was very... When the season started, I was very not bughead. Yeah. I was very like, oh, I... Oh, where did this come from? Whoa. I, I was more jughead, like, alone mm-hmm. thing. They're just... They've written them so well together. These actors could sell anything. <laughs> it's... It's... Like, you cannot not love it. 
Okay. So then we're at the lodges. And uh, it, it's girly time among the lodge family. Like it always is, I guess, until next month. Uh- <laughs> Hermione is uh, asking Veronica to talk to Archie to talk about to Fred, Fred to about sell out. to sell out. And she, Veronica makes this like, oh, like, I'll just sexually manipulate Archie into doing your bidding. She's like, oh yeah, as long as you're in control. Like Mother? what the fuck? Did you not pick up on the obvious sarcasm, a mother? Like, what? Yeah, yeah, just fuck your boyfriend until I get money. Please, please. Like, this episode, I've never had a strong opinion about Hermione Lodge till now, and I'm like, oh my god, you're a terrible person. You're just as bad as everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, remember early in the season when I was talking about how she was the one good mom? Nope. No, there are no good moms. No. Archie's mom. Yeah, okay. Mary showed up. She's pretty good. She's pretty okay (laughs) so far. We don't have any deep, dirty secrets about her yet. So then Alice goes up to Betty because she is pissed that Betty published her story. She found out about it from Polly. Yes. What a great first day of school for Polly is to see that whole uh, vandalism episode. Yes. So yeah, she found out about everything that happened with that. and, And Betty's just like, you don't want the truth. Like, I'd rather take the heat for this. Uh, I want the truth out there. And she tells her mom, let's go. And starts like (laughs) grilling her mom with these questions. If it's time for the truth to come out, let's share some truth. What do you really feel about Jughead? Hmm? Hmm? I bet you wish he'd just fall off a bridge and die. No answer from our mom. Yep, knew it. Uh, What what was that fight that FP was talking about back in high school, you and dad, when you were were prom king and queen, huh? Huh? Dad almost destroyed us with secrets. How many are you keeping? Uh, oh, Ooh. that's the end of that scene for now. For now. But I love the way it ends with um, Alice on the left-hand side and Betty on the right facing each other. But the way it's framed, there's a reflection of Alice behind Betty further to the right. It, it's this sort of a subliminal, she's becoming her mother. Mm. <laughs> ah, it's so good. So good. So then we're back at the Blossoms, and Cheryl is just, like, talking through tears, asking her mom if she can stay home, and that it's hard to it's, pretend. It's so hard, Mommy. She she can hardly get the words out. And her mom just, like, snaps at her, like, I don't care. No, you can't stay home. Deal with it. I mean, she's definitely earned straight A's for the semester, right? They, like, that counts. <laughs> She can afford a few days at home. Uh, so then we're back at the Coopers. Alice comes in. And this is like one of the first times we've seen Alice not completely put together. Not with makeup. Not her hair all perfect. Yeah. She's, like, she's, she's just... Raw. Raw Alice. Opening up. And... Uh, she's trying to, to fill uh, Hermione's old slot as the halfway good mom. Yeah. So she starts to talk about what they're fighting about. And that fight came just after she told Hal that she was pregnant and they disagree- disagreed about what to do. And now, which would be... Yeah, we, we know what that means. Yes. <laughs> the, the Hal wanted her to have an abortion. She didn't. She ends up going to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Quiet Mercy and five months later... Your brother was born. Bum, bum, bum. There's a secret brother that got adopted away somewhere. And now he's in his mid-twenties living the the life of a 
adopted Cooper, whatever yep. that life is. Yep. Uh, and they just have a very like tender moment of, mm-hmm. of Alice just like breaking down and Betty comforting her and uh then then Buddy Betty's very excited about her long lost brother to yeah. uh Veronica and Archie. Um someone else I can talk to about how crazy shit is. Yeah. Jughead calls her though, and we find out that he is at Southside High. He says, This is where I belong, and no one wants him there, as in Riverdale. Yeah. And now, the, the shots we see of Southside High, it looks like a juvenile detention prison. Yes. But everyone is dressed like a cross between, like, Judd Nelson in The Breakfast Club uh-huh. and, again, The Outsiders. Yeah. Walking <laughs> through the. Uh, the metal detectors. Everything's graffiti. I don't uh, think there are any teachers at this school. No. Uh, and then Archie's just like, FP warned me about this. He's he's pulling away. He's pulling away. And they just do this, like, they, take off running, sliding through the hallways of Riverdale High. It's it's uh, the, the holy trio mm-hmm. going to, to become the fearsome foursome again. And it's this, this, it becomes this, like, montage of what they're doing what Jughead's doing, what Cheryl's doing. Yeah, and like, so they f- are rushing to save the soul of Jughead Jones. And and Jughead is like sitting down at the lunch table, and he's and getting he's, surrounded by these shady characters. Who then steal his food, and Cheryl is laying out a white dress she, in yes. her bedroom. A familiar white dress. A familiar dress. white dress. As she reclines, like, oh shit. And anything with this, like, symmetrical gothic framing and Cheryl in it, we're fucking done. And then the, the trio run into Southside High, and they're like, where would he be? The cafeteria! And they, <laughs> they, they rush there to find him laughing with everyone at the yeah, table, sharing he made fast friends. He was, like, he's chill. He was smiling. He was happy. And he's just like, what, what are you doing here? They really are his people. And then we go outside where he and Betty are having a talk, and he's like, the, the powers that be want me here. Uh, this will be better. Uh, we'll still be together, but mm-hmm. I'll fit in here. And she's like, just like, there's no! A, there's a weird class thing at work here. Like, yeah. these kids are other people from that trailer park. They're other uh, uh, serpent's sons, probably. I don't think yeah. I saw any girls at Southside High. There are the girls. Okay. If you, one thing that's, like, if you look at the colors that are just used between Riverdale High and yes. Southside High, yes. it's all very dark clothing. Yeah. There's, so, like, Everyone's... everyone, like, dresses like Jughead. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of denim. There's a lot of flannel. He's literally... He he blends in. He blends in. It was hard to see him in the crowd. <laughs> well, while they're having this moment, Archie and Veronica are watching, and Veronica some- says something about how they're soulmates. And Archie was gonna say something, but then Veronica gets a text, and it's Cheryl, and she says, "Thanks for trying. Going to be with Jason now." Whoa! Like, and this, 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 this. My theory. My theory. It's coming to play here, which there were, there are so many things leading up to this where I was like, yes, it's, oh my God, it is happening. It's going to happen. And I was like, yes, this, not yes, because not, this is sad, but yes. We're not quite there. So, <sighs> so they, they have to put their heads together to solve the riddle. Going to be with Jason, Sweetwater River. River. And so they, they rush there. Cheryl is out on the ice 
of the ri- frozen river, banging at it with like a shovel or something. Mm-hmm. And they spot her. And the ice that originally they were really like try to go, but then started but to crack. Cracking under the and weight of the four like, of them. Trying to like tell her to call her to come back. Come to shore. Yeah, wishing she would step back from that ledge, my friend. Yes. I'm trying to make you so happy tonight. Yeah. There's a pause. You don't know if she's going to come or not, but then the ice beneath her immediately gives away. And they all rush out, running to get her. (laughs) Never mind that cracking. Forget the cracking. Forget it. Forget it. We're just going. And they get to, like, the hole, and of course she's not there because when you fall into a river, like, there's a current and you The river's flowing, so so they're, all four of them, they split up, clearing snow to try to follow her as as she floats down. And and Archie finds her, and he just starts punching at this ice. To break a a hole to pull her out of. It's savage. And, 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 like, there is blood happening. He eventually breaks through, but by the time he does, there's a huge pool of blood from his knuckles. Blood everywhere, and everyone's just watching on, like, oh my god, what is happening? It's so, so tense, and you're just hearing every crack. And every time he punches, there's just more blood left behind. And uh, while he's, he's like, punching... We see uh, this silent scream on his face while he like hulks out. And well, well, he's he's doing this. Uh, Cheryl, we we see her below the ice, and she opens her eyes, and then all of a sudden, there's Jason's like yes! dead body reaching yes! out for her, and she just screams and lets out all her air. And we go back to uh, Archie just wailing on the ice, breaking through, and pulls her out. She's not breathing. Couple little c- bit of CPR. She spits out the water, and they carry her off the ice. So your actual theory? My theory was is in the promo, Archie's punching something. What is he punching? And my first idea was like, well, maybe he's trying to like save his dog from wolves or were- <laughs> werewolves, because that's like a thing in this. And I was like, no, no, like maybe he's trying to do something, punch like ice or something it seems like there's just so much snow and ice around yeah yeah and there was and i also had this feeling that cheryl was going to try to kill herself and then there was this promo picture that they started using within a the past lot. week yeah yeah of just cheryl alone on a frozen lake and i was like oh my god sure. she is gonna kill herself by jumping into the frozen river and archie's gonna be like pummeling the ice to try to get her out yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Good job. Exactly what happened. You earned a sticky maple. Yeah. <laughs> this this scene was so tense that my uh, entire notes for it is just the word her, because I was trying to type Cheryl, but I kept getting distracted, and I didn't try any other words. Oh, I put down my phone, and it wasn't until the commercial break that I caught up. <laughs> I, I just, we just, like, reached for each other. Yeah. This this is <gasps> the, the fury road of uh, fetal position, fetal position of CW drama scenes. Cheryl goes to the lodges, and Veronica's taking care of her, and is like, "Here's some yeah. hot chocolate. Are you okay?" And Hermione Lodge just comes in and is like, "What is she doing here? Uh, recovering from death, you awful person! Oh my God, can you not see? Like she looks a mess." She's also in a white dress. Like, nothing good come from this girl in a white dress. <laughs> when she I'm gets married. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same dress she wore oh, yeah, in the yeah. river. If she ever gets married, she's going to be wearing, like, blood red or bright green. Because white is bad. It's very bad. Very bad. 
So then we're back at the Coopers, and Alice is all like, you know, don't don't be worried about your speech, Betty. It will go great. She's just like Betty just starts to break down that she's not yeah. worried about that. She's worried about Jughead that he's moving and transferring. And he says things will be the same. But they won't. But they won't. They're not going to be spending eight hours a day together. They're not going to. It's hard. Long distance yeah. is hard. We know. Especially when you're 16, 17. Yep. Yeah. 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 40 minute drive. Yeah. Yeah. So only see each other one day a week. Yeah. All you people who dated people actually in the same school, you were lucky. Maybe. Maybe this is why it worked. Yeah. It's because we couldn't get annoyed with each say. other. And like the drama couldn't happen. No. And, except in approved drama situations. And then it like. When we were in community theater. And together. then it like prepared us for the long distance of college too. Because we were always like, well, we're already only seeing each other once a week. Like, cool. Yeah. Then so we it, are at the Jubilee. Jubilee. Time. Jubilee. Uh, Archie uh, gets told that he punched his song into the set list. <laughs> Yes, uh, jo- Josie's all like, I heard what you did for Cheryl, and I've changed my mind. And also, Archie's hand is completely wrapped up, and he somehow has to play these songs. <laughs> uh, this this is also when uh, Veronica and Archie have a little little moment. She's like, I saw how you were looking at, at Betty yeah. and Jughead. Yeah. And he's like, it's... It's because I was seeing how good they are together, and I, like, I want that I want with that you. And they smooch. Veronica's all like soulmates, and he's all like, yeah. yeah. Soulmate seems to be like a weird, a weird thing for him. It's a weird thing to say when you're seven fucking teen. Yeah. And for once, Archie's the only one smart enough to know it. Yeah. Which ooh ooh episode fact. Episode fact. Apparently. KJ Appa broke his hand on that ice punching uh, he, scene. He, he broke he, his hand for he real. He actually like punched and, something. Uh, Madeline Petch, Peitch, whatever, who plays Cheryl, did almost legitimately freeze. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, Riverdale, like stunt people, get on your jobs better. What the fuck are you doing? Ne- next, we're going to hear that the guy who plays Moose is in a coma right now. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, so the the mayor introduces the the heroes mm-hmm. and uh, introduces Josie and uh, uh, she introduces Josie and her pussycats. I yes. love that she always uses the possessive and not the yeah her pussycats oh. and our hero Archie and they come out and Josie's like we're switching things up we're doing this song and the mayor is pissed from the sidelines. It's another Archie original. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, during the song, uh, Jughead visits his dad in jail, and he's like, the sheriff wants me to convince you to give names, uh, and his dad's just like, I, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna give names, uh, and Jughead starts talking about, like, I'll be okay, mm-hmm. uh, the foster family's nice, um, things will be fine, and then FP just has this other good dad moment mm-hmm. where he's like, I've got, there's things I've done and things I have to answer for. Um, I'm more innocent than I am guilty, but I've done some shit. Yeah. And everyone becomes vaguely Southern in my mind. Yeah. I don't know why that is. And he's like, you'll, you'll be okay. 
You've got to be there for your mom and Jelly Bean. Maybe not now, but at some time they're going to need you. And he's like, I will do my best. And then he says, there's no doubt in my mind you will. Oh. oh. Seriously, he needs to be arrested forever. Like, he's such a... He, oh. 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 There's something about having bars that makes FP an effective father. Yes. <laughs> Maybe the pressure's off. Like, I can't screw up any worse, so... Let's give it a shot. Oh. You're, you're getting me right in the heart, Skeet. You're skeeting me so hard. Skeeting so hard. Uh, but it's time for Betty's speech. Yes, they finish the song. Betty comes out. Uh, and Jughead also gets there in time for Betty's speech. Just in time, in the nick and of it. her speech is about what is what Riverdale. What is Riverdale? It's the people. It's the people. Right? It's Archie. It's Kevin. It's... Veronica, it's F.P. Jones, who you all tried to say was a murderer right away. It's Jughead. The beating heart of Riverdale. The the very soul soul of Riverdale. Without him, we wouldn't have found out anything. And And you banished him. And it's hard to admit the truth. Cliff Blossom is Riverdale. Like, oh, lay down some truth bombs of meta-textuality. She starts... Talking about how they're at a crossroad and they have to do better. They have to be better. And when she finishes her speech, there is silence. And then Jughead claps. He starts the slow clap because it and has then, to be a slow clap. And then Kevin clap. standing ovation claps. Standing. And then all the teens clap. And eventually the adults clap. It's such a... <sighs> it's a speech that works perfectly for her, like, uh campaign to stop persecuting the biker gang. Yeah. As well as uh, a speech honoring the town. Like, it, it fits the the fictional prompt she was given yes. 75 years of Riverdale. Yes. But it's, it's a summation of the past 13 episodes. It's a... Uh, it's a mission statement for the show as a whole. Mm-hmm. There's so many things going on in the speech, and I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. So then after the speech, uh, Hermione goes up to Fred, and she asks him about the offer and if he's considered, and he's like, nope, not going to sell. And she's all like, but what about uh, you know, Hiram and, and this and that? And he's like, what about having at least one honest business in this godforsaken yeah. town? He's like, and he points out to her that she's at a crossroad too, just like <laughs> Betty says. She's gonna have to make a choice about what uh, what she's gonna do and how she's how gonna about stand with stuff. First choice: don't send the obviously uh, uh, frail, freezing girl out into the street. Can yeah. that be a choice you make? Yeah. So then we're at Pops, and Veronica and Archie and Betty and Jughead are there, and they're having milkshakes. They milkshakes. They their milkshakes. And one couple's having chocolate, one couple's having vanilla. Yeah. 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 And uh, Jughead has a voiceover there where uh, they're something about their milkshakes, and, and they, while they're- They're bringing all of the boys to the yard. <laughs> well, they're in their booth there, mm-hmm. they were, like, safe. Yeah. In that moment- there's just this, like, moment out of time type thing. Um, because then we go to the Blossoms again, and Cheryl is standing in front of a blazing fireplace with a giant lit candelabra. In this, like, sheer sort of, like, almost see-through. Like, I, you can see everything yeah. in this gown uh, when and, she's backlit. And her mom comes in, and she's like, what's that smell? Gasoline, mommy. 
<laughs> and she just It's the only way to start over fresh. Yep, and she just drops the candlestick and everything is lit up in flames. Thornhill burns to the studs. It is gone. And well, and at this point we we're like are she burning them alive? <laughs> because it just cuts out then and we go back to uh Jughead and Betty who are going who are, to FP's place cuz Which Jughead's, is now their love nest, I guess. Jughead's been cleaning it up. And uh um you know, he's like, just in case, you know, he ever gets out. And Betty's like, I'm not giving up on him. And he's like, that's why I love you. And she's like, what? And she turns. He's like, I love you, Betty. And she's like, I, I love, love you. you. And we're just like, ah! <laughs> They love each other so much. They love each other. And then they smooch. And then there's a bit of a grab. And we cut. Yeah. And we're like, what? 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 Oh, who, who grabbing? Who? What? What grabbing? And are, are they just waltzing? One, two, three. <laughs> so then we we go to uh, Veronica and Archie. Uh, but, I mean, Hermione is deep in the arms of Prince Valium. Yes. Ugh. The pop culture references came back with a vengeance <laughs> in the finale. <laughs> And uh, they they go to her room and they have a hot steamy makeout that goes into stripping and feeling up those abs. All the abs. And it was ooh, very steamy, very yeah. very. You steamy. could grate cheese on his abs. But she was just feeling them all <laughs> as I like all motioned. fifteen of them. There's <laughs> yeah. so many. And then. We cut back to the trailer where there is steamy Jughead Betty action happening in the kitchen. Everybody's getting mad ruddy up in it. And that's when we both start going, what? 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 Big Billy the Big Mouth Bass is getting an <laughs> eyeful. Should be a flounder so he can get both eyes on the action. Well, and as they're like making out in the kitchen with shirts off, they hear noise. And Jughead's like, is that your mom? Which is a reasonable deduction. Kind of, but like, how would her mom know to go there? (laughs) Look, she knows where everybody is all the time. She's always knocking on doors Mm -hmm. and announces herself by saying the person's full name. That is the Alice Cooper way. (laughs) So uh, Jughead goes to the door and there's a whole bunch of serpents outside, including a dog who barks at them. And they say, quiet, hot dog, he's family. Hot dog for season one. We did hot it, dog, folks. Hot dog. And I, I just have this hope, though, that like somehow Jughead will have to adopt hot dog from these people. And it will be his dog. Because the hot dog they got looks exactly like hot dog. It's a big shaggy white dog. <sighs> um, but the serpents are there. And they're saying that they, they know FP didn't talk. And that he serpents had their take back. take care of their own. Yeah, and we got your back. And uh, they hand him a serpent jacket, and they're like, it's yours if you want it. And he kind of stares at it. And, and he, then, then he's like, got this helly-ass grin take, as he puts it on. Puts it on. He's so happy. He, like, is he, so, like. Yeah, he's king of the serpents. And I'm just like, I need a new jacket. I need a new jacket. I need a serpent jacket for next C2E2. He's Jughead Serpentor Jones. He's the parcel tongue that will speak to the world. <laughs> and he's just having this moment, like, with them, like, yes. And Betty's just, like, staring between the door of, like... It's like, this is something she did not sign on for. What is happening? Cause, like, 
going to a different high school was going to be hard. Him becoming Prince Biker. That's something else entirely. Oh. We finally go back to the Blossoms, and we see Cheryl watching the house burn with a smile as Mama Blossom just, like, just smacking wail, the hell out of her. wails on her, and her hair's, like, flying, but Cheryl never bla- breaks eye contact from the house. She, she got a real bruise in that scene, too. This is the most dangerous episode of Riverdale. Stop hurting your actors, my God. Someone who has been hurt as an actor, you gotta be careful. Uh, so then we're the, it's the next morning. We're, yeah, we're, we're at in a Pops Daybreak Afterglow, uh-huh. where uh, Archie is, is is about to take the walk of shame because he uh, he got a text from Dad to meet him at Pops for breakfast. Yeah, and uh, and Dad Dad knows he was out all night. <laughs> Hey, Casanova is how he greets him. Look, and Archie's just All like, the Andrews want to get with all the Lodges. It's the rules. They also want to get with all the Grundies. They have yeah. so much in common. So Archie, like, goes to the bathroom, and there's this weird, like, he's just staring at himself in the mirror, smiling. And I'm like, are you really happy you had sex right now? Or are you just, like, happy you're in a relationship that's not, like, with a pedophile? <laughs> I'm not really sure what the smile is right now, but I'm glad you're happy. And then there's some noise outside. Valerie and- never let him touch the boobies. <laughs> It was first base, and that's it with her. Well, good. She knew he was like, shit. So, <laughs> good for you, Valerie. Uh, so there's this noise, and he opens the bathroom door, and he sees Pop being robbed. How dare you? What kind of goddamn monster would threaten the sweetest, nicest, most elderly man in town? And and this guy has a mask over his head and a gun, and Archie... Just, like, makes eye contact with his dad, and his dad just shakes his head no. And then Archie just starts walking towards his masked gunman. But then Fred stands up. And then the the masked gunman turns the gun on Fred, and Archie, like, dives. And then we go to the outside of Pops, and there's a flash and a gunshot. And we're just like, what? What just happened? That's when I really thought they were going to end. That's when I thought it was going to be end. We're not going to find out anything until next season. But we still get some closing narration. We get Jughead talking about that this, this was the day that that people would say Riverdale's innocence truly died in an attack that was anything but random. And we see Archie holding his father, who's bleeding out from the stomach. With a composition lifted from a Renaissance painting. Yes. Because of course it is. And that is when season one ends. Ta-da! What? <laughs> we said we weren't going to do predictions because it's too far away. <sighs> but I'm going to ask you one question. Uh-huh. Who do you think is behind the shooting that was anything but random? What Hiram. is your Hiram? Hiram. Same, same page. Trying yeah. to, to have something that looks like an accident to rub him out of the company. And someone who looks like, by someone who looks like it could be a serpent, <laughs> but isn't wearing a serpent jacket. Serpents have pride. They're always in those jackets, too. So I think it's one of the Montreal buddies, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. I think yeah. we're going to find out more about Canada. <laughs> I can't wait to find out more about Canada, especially French Canada. Yeah. It's going to be great. 
Oh. So yes, we we are planning to. Uh... Uh, in the months between now and season two, we have uh, a number of episode ideas lined up. We're going to talk about other Archie media. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have some guests on, uh, some people who enjoy the show, and we're going to talk about how we enjoy it, why we enjoy it, that sort of thing. Uh, maybe take some time to like really process what has happened and and, and come up with predictions. And one of our last break time episodes is going to be a, yeah, season two run-up spectacular where we're going to just lay out all of our ideas that have been bubbling for months by that point. Yep. So look out for that then. Right now it's just too raw. It's just too fresh. I mean, look at that that prediction I came up with almost a week after. Like, it just slowly developed. I had, like, no predictions last week and then that just, like... (laughs) <laughs> I kept thinking and I kept thinking and then yeah, spot on. There you go. I'm really proud of myself, you guys. <laughs> hey, remember how I predicted everything that happened in the episode where FP was a main character? No, I don't. Because <laughs> I have a really bad memory. Oh, <laughs> uh, So that's one segment we're going to skip instead. Uh-huh. I think it's time... Now that we've saved the best for last, darling, mm-hmm. as our resident Archie Comics expert, uh-huh. why don't you tell us about the page-to-screen transition of one Forsyth Pendleton Jones III, better known as Jughead. So, so Archie in the comic, or not Archie, we're not talking about Archie. We did that Jughead, 13 episodes ago. Jughead in the Archie comics, there we go, is best friends with Archie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true. Uh, he... It has has his hat. He has his hat. He's never seen without his hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is kind of the odd one out. He walks to his own beat, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very sarcastic, kind of goofy beat. Uh, he likes his food. He's always eating. <laughs> he can Specifically eat everything. burgers. Burgers especially, but he will, say no, he will never say no to any other food. Burgers and milkshakes, though, are his thing. Many of his stories have to do with him just eating constantly <laughs> as much food as he can being a big slacker well so he jughead's known as being a slacker yet uh one thing that's interesting is through the comics over time he's seen as a slacker sometimes he's seen as a bad student but often sometimes he's presented as uh though he's like a slacker he's actually like got a really high iq and is very smart and like mm-hmm best student in the school. Like, that happened in a comic one time. Well, there's Dilton. Uh, <laughs> but Dilton applies himself. He's, there's the there, difference. There was a comic where he was, like, <laughs> second to Dilton. Yeah. He's kind of this, like, things work for him with no effort, mm-hmm. which is why people think he's a slacker, but, like... He's just got to figure it out. He's, he's got to figure it out. He's the super zen chill guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, he also has, uh, with the hat, the hat's like his lucky charm. And there's been some stories where, like, he doesn't have his hat and everything goes wrong. Um, <laughs> which... I, I also love the stories, uh, usually just gag strips, where Jughead will, like, paint something and then it comes to life in a fourth wall breaking way yeah and, and just a dialogue free yes. visual gag yeah the, the rules of fiction do not apply to jughead no uh jughead also has his dog hot dog his dad's just some sort of like middle manager schlub I yeah think. who like doesn't really understand his son <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of confused by him uh but jelly beans very much 
kind of like him. He's got some weird mm-hmm. cousins uh, who are he very much like the them. Ident- he has an identical cousin named Soupneck. Yep. <laughs> really, really hoping that that character joins us on Riverdale one of these days. I mean, why else would they cast an identical twin in the Come part? On! Come on! Come on! Come on! Give Perfect us, opportunity. Give us other Sprouse. Oh, he um, is very much known for uh, not having relationships, mm-hmm. like romantic relationships, being very uninterested in- Unentangled. Un- yes, unentangled, uh, not interested in having relationships. I think the key to understanding Jughead is that he is Archie's foil and that they are opposites in every way. Mm-hmm. So while Archie turns out to be very- bland and uninteresting jughead is the most interesting <laughs> jughead is perhaps the greatest character ever to come from the comic book medium i would say is jughead and judge dread yeah. are my top two of all time yeah and i sometimes i wonder if it's a coincidence that they sound kind of alike but yeah while uh archie is an all-american boy who's caught up in that life Jughead uh, rejects it and denies it, while uh, yeah. Archie is trying to work three jobs in order to get his goals. Jughead just sleeps in and has stuff come to him. Yeah. And while Archie is more than anything defined by this love triangle, therefore Jughead's like fuck girls. What's the point? Yes. <laughs> uh, one thing that's really like cool about Jughead as a character is like for the writers of the comics like it opens up so many fun things you can do with him mm-hmm. because he's such a different character that kind of breaks a lot of like with the painting thing he breaks like some walls of like yeah. storytelling that you can't do with other characters i don't think anyone else in uh, uh, archie comics is sarcastic ever <laughs> yeah and like <laughs> maybe reggie but in like a mean way <laughs> yeah yeah one thing that's that's very important, very uh, headline grabbing, and, and important to many people is uh, part of Jughead denying girls. This mm-hmm. has taken many forms over the last yes, seventy-five years. It's taken it's taken a lot of Some, a lot of different forms. Sometimes he's painted as like a straight-up misogynist woman hater. Yes, especially is, in the earlier comics where like. That was acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. That's bad. Don't do that anymore. I'm glad they don't. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's just disinterest and like, why are you... Uh, it, it's not so much that he's not into girls. It's that he's not into the trouble of dating in high school because it's a, a rat's nest of just look at Archie. Food obviously. doesn't bring me drama, so yeah. I'm going to love food, not you. But but uh, it became a very popular headcanon, a, a very popular theory mm-hmm. to say that Jughead Jones is asexual. Yes. And then that became uh, uh, stated outright in the pages of uh, an early issue of Chip Starsky's Jughead Run. Yes. Uh, and that is... I was going to say maybe not the case, but after tonight's episode, we can say... That if Jughead on Riverdale is asexual, he hasn't become honest with himself about it. Yes. He is clearly initiating a sexual encounter. Yes. So, like, and I know that's really probably disappointing for a lot of people. It was something, like, I 
kind of struggled with in the whole like bug head thing because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that that's like a really great opportunity for something there. And, uh, uh, um, earlier on this very show, I said, we can all agree he's a biromantic asexual, right? I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> but I mean, there's still there's still places they could go with that. Yeah. Going with the fact, uh, the idea that maybe it is something he's just not open with himself about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, something he hasn't realized yet is doing, you know, there's so many ways you that things could still uh, right, happen right, with right. that. And just going back to what we said last episode with Moose, I th- or, or even the criminal abusive actions of Miss Grundy, mm-hmm. one strength the show has that it doesn't get enough credit for is showing these things subtly, even though characters' words don't bring it up. Like, the the characters are lost in it, even though if you take a step back and you look at the actions and their ramifications uh, on your own basis and not trusting them to know themselves perfectly because they're teenagers. Yeah, so, like, Archie's caught up in this relationship with Miss Grundy. He doesn't see that she's a pedophile. Mm Mm-hmm type thing is what you're talking about right and that he is uh impacted like an abuse survivor in some cases yeah even though he doesn't see himself as one and would never use those words yeah he still thinks he's in love with her yeah and i think that the, the show has demonstrated the capability that it might be doing something similar with jughead's identity it, yeah it might not be it they, might not they could squander that entirely these are possibilities they they could do nothing with it but i think they're is a chance that it, something could still happen. I'm I'm not. I'm. We will see. We'll we will see. see. Time will tell. Um. So yeah. So that's one of the I guess differences page to screen in the show. I mean, Jughead's a bit more serious, mm-hmm. more um, much more dramatic life he lives. <laughs> uh, it's not about I mean, eating twelve burgers and. Uh, it's it's Slacking. about it's about brooding monologues and living on black coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a lot of the essence of the character is still there in sarcasm. I mean, yeah. In Jughead is easily the most changed of the teens. Yes, but in many ways, he's the same. He he's the same sort of complete opposite reflection of Archie. Mm-hmm. It's just that we have a different Archie in a different context, so that. It's sort of like a funhouse reflection. It's, yeah. There are recognizable shapes, but it's twisted into something completely different. Yeah. I don't think comic book Jughead could exist in the show Riverdale no. at all. It, it, he couldn't because I mean, yeah. Jughead in the comics is very much a comic book character. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, it's not the same world. You can't have that type of kind of clownish yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Like, it's it's a different type of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and also it wouldn't fit. Especially for a show that has so little, like, actual jokes. Yeah. People don't say funny things in this show. <laughs> or at, at least... least things that aren't supposed to be, ha, 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 that's a joke. It's more like, oh, my God, what did they just say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if anybody is using humor in Riverdale, they're doing it to attack someone. Yes, that's when things are really funny. Yeah. Really, the only option open to the writers was to take the nearest fit. Like, Jughead's sort of an outsider. What sort of outsiders do we have in teen melodramas? Mm-hmm. And then put a hat and, and an S shirt on that and, and see how to make it work. Yeah. But I love my boy just the same. 
Jughead was always my favorite. Please stop hurting my boy. (laughs) Jughead was my favorite in the comics growing up. My favorite now. Yeah, 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 for sure. I just love it. Just love it so much. (laughs) I think I was sitting here, like, in my hat. (laughs) I just need an excuse to wear the hat. It's a really good hat. (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine Riverdale Jughead without the I'm a weirdo scene. <laughs> but, yeah. like, if you put that in word bubbles, I, it would just, like, light the page on fire. It, like, a comic book would have an allergic reaction. It'd be like rejecting an organ. Yeah. It wouldn't work. <laughs> well, a lot of people, like, made fun of that scene. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, so overdramatic. Mm-hmm. But I love that scene. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's addressing the hat in that way is actually really <laughs> in, kind of important. I mean, I, I, I think that scene, I bring it up because it's the, the biggest line between the two jugheads. Yeah. The, the one is so self-consciously self-critical mm-hmm. and consumed with uh, presentation uh, and the performance of rejecting performance, he, he's just chasing his tail that way. Yeah. While the other is just living it, like, whatever the fuck cares. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's that's that, man. That's Jughead. Jughead. So, darling. Yeah. Did our good friends from Instagram give us any uh, surprises today? Uh, I got... Did they give us any gifts this week? I got I got two things. Uh, there was a lot, and then there was a lot of ones where I was at first like, "Are you even watching the show?" And then I was like, "I think these people just have quite a backlog of confessions to post, and these are just really old." <laughs> uh, so the two I have, the one is someone's uh, reaction to last week's episode, and it really, it really just goes right to my heart. Mm-hmm. It's how I feel as well. Disappointed that Clifford Blossom didn't die by drowning in maple syrup. I think we all are. So disappointed. Yeah. I really didn't we say that in the episode? I think we did. <laughs> I think I I can't remember if I actually talked about it in the episode or if like I talked about it afterwards, but I was like, man, like the bucket was open. Like maybe he tried to drown himself first and then it just didn't work. So he hung himself, but there was no like st- sticky maple syrup on him. And uh, well, I'd like to thank Instagram for uh, having at least one sex archie cool. listener in there. Um, and then the other one I have uh-huh. is a picture. A picture. So welcome to podcasting. So I'm gonna. Exp- so apparently, nowadays the young people for prom, uh-huh. they have like theme days leading up to prom. Yeah. Okay. Is that like a thing? I didn't go to I didn't go to school, so I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> we had theme days leading up to homecoming. Oh. And we had a special thing in in winter called snow coming. Where we where we really went all out with theme. You didn't days. take me to snow coming. What the hell? I don't think that one has a dance. I think it's just like a it's been a long time. Oh. A lot of schools had like instead they had like a winter one called coming home. Instead of homecoming, coming home. Oh, no. We're all about the punny portmanteaus in my school. Yeah. Anyways, so the thing, having those theme days leading up to prom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found this wonderful uh, picture 
of a couple that dressed up as uh, the Blossom Twins. Oh, uh, in, he has in, a wound! Yes, the, the white outfits and the gunshot in Jason's head. Were they constantly dry humping in the hallways? Because I imagine that's what life was like the year before like, Riverdale takes place. I kind of love this because I'm like, I bet you were making out a lot. <laughs> and that means that the Blossom Twins were making out. Yes, yes they were. Yeah. And that is what we call chaos magic. 167 I, likes on that one. I don't know why it's... So they hashtag prom week 2017, hashtag Riverdale, hashtag love thy father? Eh? That's a weird hashtag. <laughs> why does it say love thy father? Well, you know, Cheryl was into her dad's silver fox look that he uh, hid under those wigs. I'm very concerned about this now. I'm gonna put that away. <laughs> So that's what I found on Instagram. I feel a little awkward now. So that's it for the finale. Oh man, it's over. Episode 13 of Sex Archie. We're going to be coming back at you, I think, uh, in a month. Yeah. Not, uh, and we are going to talk about to Riverdale and back again. Ah, uh, sugar. Oh, uh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. But in the meantime, we now have a tight 13-episode recap show. Everything from A to Z, cover to cover, uh, chapter every last chapter of Riverdale. Mm -hmm. So this is the best time for you to share this around. Give us a rating and review on iTunes and help uh, Riverdale fans find us through the magic of algorithms in yes. these dark, fallow times well, in between seasons. When, when people need to fill their lives with Riverdale somehow, mm -hmm. we are here. Yeah. We can offer comfort in this dark time. Riverdale is coming to Netflix in the U.S. as well. Uh-huh. Very shortly, now that the I, thing's up. I heard like May 19th or something? So if you know somebody who's been waiting for it to come on Netflix and you want them to have a podcast companion, that is a great person to do the word of mouth thing with. Yeah. But hey, anyone else? Again, most of our listeners, as far as I know, don't even watch the show. So you know yeah. that you can just listen to the show. It's fine on its own. Yeah. We're, we're pretty thorough like that. I'm still trying to get some of my coworkers to listen. We go and I tell them my theories all the time. And they're like, that's amazing. And I was like, well, you should come listen to my show. I don't think they have yet. <laughs> it's mostly my husband talking about genitals. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's another reason I hope your mom doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> Getting mad ruddy. That was in my notes. <laughs> in any case. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody for sticking with us through the show. Looking uh, forward so hard to season two already. Yeah. But in the meantime, we're going to be talking uh, Predator. We're going to be talking cartoons. We're going to be, we're probably going to be talking to Lauren, who I gave a shout out to at the beginning of the episode. Hey, we're, I'm, I'm going to be coming up with all my theories and, and. Really letting them bake. Oh, yes. Just because the show is going slow, we're not going anywhere. Hit us up on Twitter. Share your favorite fan videos. Mm -hmm. I love how they take an already really color-graded show and then do it more. <laughs> Maybe we should just do an episode on, like, our favorite fan videos. <laughs> hey, if you want that to happen, help us out with some source and... Uh, We'll see what we can ooh, do. Ooh, we could find Riverdale fan fiction and do a dramatic reading. Oh, this is gold. All right. 
So while we head out and brainstorm about what we're going to do with ourselves, mm -hmm. in the meantime, uh, take care of yourselves. Listen to our other show. That, you miss our voices a lot. That is true. Uh, History Honeys comes out every other Tuesday like a freight train. And we aren't held to season's ending, so <laughs> that will just keep happening. I'm Grant. And I'm Elena. And from us here at Sex Archie. Greek suburban tragedy. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down with me. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down.